The way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online uh, from the hottest issues of trends for our daily social media minute. We're joined by Erica. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, it's a brand new week. Yes, it's a brand new week. <laughs> Happy Monday. Yeah, it's, it's the week of Chuseok. You're right. One of the biggest holidays here. You're right. Can't come soon enough. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our first buzzword of the day. So we're going to have to do a reminder for our listeners who may have forgotten because it's been a few years uh, since, uh, of course, an approval was passed at the National Assembly to... Uh, revise a standing law to require surveillance cameras inside operating rooms. Yes. Um, however, both patient groups and medical sector, uh, they're, they're not happy with uh, this revision, uh, the Revised Medical Services Act, okay. which requires, like Elena just said, medical institutions to insult, install CCTVs, closed mm. circuit cameras, inside operating rooms. And this is to prevent possible abuses against patients under anesthesia. And this revision is going into effect today. Right. Um, the patients groups and uh, bereaved family members of uh, medical accident victims say that the revision needs uh, further measures to require hospitals to archive uh, vi video footage for longer periods of time and have fewer exceptional clauses uh, to avoid surveillance. And uh, on the other hand, hospitals and medical groups, they claim that video monitoring will undermine trust in doctors, mm. violate patient privacy, and doctors' freedom of occupation. If you think about the majority of doctors in Korea, I have to assume most of them are doing their jobs on a solid yeah. basis. But there were these high profile cases that brought these set of laws forward. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to 2021. The revision was approved by the National Assembly, again, amid overwhelming public support following a series of medical accidents uh, and involved the surgeries by unqualified yep. staff stepping in uh, once a patient was already asleep. Yep. Medical staff, sexual harassment of patients under an anesthesia as well. So let's talk about the requirements of this revision. Yes, so the revision requires uh, medical institutes to install CCTVs in operating rooms and record surgical procedures uh, upon the requests of patients uh, who undergo general anesthesia. Mm. Um, and uh, those who violate this requirement are subject to fines of up to 5 million won, roughly 3,700 US dollars. Uh, but the revised law still has what many people call loopholes. Um, and this is in the view of patients and their families. Uh, for example, the clauses on hospitals' reasons to refuse recording, mm. uh, video storage period, and the procedure to make this video footage accessible. Um, and at present, these clauses are insufficient and vague and Patients are saying that doctors could always find ways to avoid recording under this revision. Okay, so it's not as straightforward as it sounds for a time no. being. Okay, so then when can medical institutions actually refuse to install surveillance and yep. record it? Uh, medical institutions can refuse recording uh, in case of emergency and natural disasters or if video monitoring is deemed to uh, disrupt 
surgeries, uh, disrupt training, or disrupt any active measures that doctors take to save a patient's life. And like you said, the, the wording is very vague. And we never want these revised laws to be continuously vague. We want to clarify. Yes, that's right. Okay, so there are concerns that hospitals can clearly circumvent the requirement, mm-hmm. find these loopholes, and in the worst cases, take advantage of it. Yeah, now the revision also requires hospitals to store these uh, footage for at least 30 days. However, patient groups say that it should be extended to at least 90 days. Okay, so that's specific. I wonder why that Mm. is. What difference do do those 60 days make? Yeah, so patient groups say that it takes time to initiate legal proceedings Ah. when disputes arise and uh, they believe that 30 days is way too short. Okay. Um, In the meantime, the Korean Medical Association and the Korean Hospital Association have filed a constitutional appeal against the clause. Uh, Again, under that premise that it undermines trust in doctors. So what reasons did they give for filing this appeal? Yeah, so they say that CCTV recording could reveal doctors' surgical techniques and uh, no know-how. They also point out that video footage could mislead viewers into interpreting a doctor's physical contact with a patient as sexual assault. Um, They also say the revision could discourage doctors from taking active steps Mm. during surgery, Mm. which could deprive patients Mm. of the chance to have their health restored. And uh, the KMA plans to hold a press conference to uh, condemn the law's enforcement at its headquarters in Seoul later today. I can see both sides. Yep. And that's why the tug of war is so mm. intense. So we'll have to wait for that press conference right. today. Yep. I will leave it there for now as we move on to our second buzzword of the day. A Venezuelan man prepares to say goodbye to his pet <laughs> squirrel. That's right. Pet squirrel yep. that traveled with him on his journey to Mexico. So the squirrel's pretty famous. Yes. Uh, Nico. <laughs> is his name. It's pretty cute. Now, uh, this 23-year-old Venezuelan man is uh, currently preparing to say goodbye to his pet squirrel. Um, he, he actually brought the squirrel from his home country, uh, Venezuela, on a journey to Mexico. Now, Jason is among the millions of Venezuelans in re- recent years who have fled their hometowns because of political and economic upheaval. He has spent months in Mexico waiting to apply for asylum uh, in the United States. Now, the good news is that after uh, months and months, uh, Jason has secured an appointment to present himself at the border to seek entry to the U.S. and request asylum. However, that also means he will probably have to say goodbye to his pet squirrel, Nico. Um, Ah. And Mexico, the border, is where they might be forced to part ways. So I'm assuming that animals generally are not allowed to cross a border. No, you're right. Uh, There have been migrants in the past who have wanted to cross with their pets, Mm. cats, dogs, and even a rabbit in one case, and uh, a squirrel. That's a first. Uh, Until now. All right. So so I want to know more about Jason's story. I mean, Nico may be famous to some, but Mm. not to me. Right. So for six months, Jason and Nico, the squirrel, they lived in a tent at an encampment with hundreds of other migrants uh, in Matamoros, which is a Mexican city on the southern bank of the Rio Grande, which is directly across the border from Brownsville, Texas Mm. in the United States. So Jason set off on a roughly... 4,800 kilometer journey uh, to the United States with Nico. Uh, Nico rested, uh, well, nested 
in a red knit cap <laughs> that was stuffed inside a Jason's backpack. And for six months, they lived in a tent mm. uh, with hundreds of other migrants. And Jason and Nico subsequently became famous. Yep. All right. So how did the two <laughs> cross paths? You know what? Uh, Jason said he found this squirrel um, after he nearly stepped on him one day back home in Venezuela. Uh, the squirrel looked like he was just born. Mm. And Jason took him home, uh, named him Nico, and fed him. Mm. And, uh, you know... Things are really tough in Venezuela, as we all know, mm. and food is hard to come by. And yet he fed his pet's girl things like fresh tomatoes and mangoes. And I assume those are prized possessions, even yeah, for humans. That's right. And I mean, I was I was wondering how he befriended a wild yeah, squirrel. It, it, was, it all happened by chance. He almost stepped on the animal. OK. And it was it was a baby. Yeah, it was a baby. OK, so it imprinted mm. on Jason. Uh, what are the chances that Nico will get the green light to cross a border? Um, the chance are pretty slim okay. right now. However, there are volunteers at the uh, campsite okay. that want to help him. Mm. Uh, and through help, Jason has been connected with a veterinarian mm. uh, who hopefully will document Nico's vaccinations to provide to border agents. Okay. And uh, But right now, he's not sure whether that will ever happen. Okay. So he's bracing for separation. Mm. And he told the news media outlets that he hopes that Nico gets to be happy and that he never forgets his face. They never do. <laughs> I, I know they never do, actually. Um, I, I sort of like had to uh, give away my old cat mm. for adoption to my best friend, actually. Mm. And she's been living with my old cat for almost 10 years now. Okay. And uh, I visited, uh, you know, my friend and uh, the cat for the first time in five years. Um so many things happened. But anyways, the cat recognized me instantly, See. you know, <sighs> came sniffing and, uh, you know, showed me his belly and things like that. Yeah, Erica, how did you ever leave your friend's <laughs> house? I would just be like, OK, I'll stay. Yeah. <laughs> Forget my job. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was able to leave because I knew that he was in good hands. That's also a good yep. point. Uh, all right. The story of Nico and Jason. It's not the end, mm. uh, but we'll leave it there for now anyway. And on to our final kind of unlikely story. Ever heard of carrying <laughs> benevolent crocodiles? Never, yeah, never. I assume. Yeah. So <laughs> what happened was uh, the story became viral. Um, a puppy in India jumped into a river. The puppy was being chased by a pack of wild dogs. And, uh, you know, it was in the water and was surrounded by three crocodiles. Oh, oh right? Yeah. Um, experts say the crocodiles were so close they could have easily devoured the puppy on the spot. I mean, they're snouts were touching the puppy oh. but uh incredibly these crocodiles helped sa save the dog's life instead again you've never heard of it maybe maybe the crocodiles <laughs> are already full because perhaps that's how wild animals react right yeah right okay. now the situation has been described in a new report published in the journal of threatened taxa by scientists who have spent years studying these marsh crocodiles in india now adult male marsh crocs can get up to five and a half uh meters long and weigh up to 450 kilograms are huge, right? <laughs> but according to researchers, that massive size doesn't always mean that they're aggressive. Uh, don't Isn't judge a book by its cover because <laughs> the first thing I was thinking was that could yeah. destroy me. <laughs> so rather than making the dog their prey, uh, two of the three crocodiles, they actually displayed more docile behavior. Uh, instead of eating the animal, the crocodiles guided the dog away from where the pack of dogs were waiting for it on the 
the riverbank, and、uh, the crocodiles—they were actually touching the dogs with their snout and nudging it to move further. Uh, away from these wild dogs for a safe ascent on the bank. I believe in magic. <laughs> This is yeah. I was like, what? This is unheard of. I can't I even、know. imagine it. Even if I saw the video, I would say that's not <laughs>、right. real. Yeah. I really wonder: is there at least some clues or or some analysis of why the crocodiles didn't use this opportunity to I don't know eat, eat the, the dog? dog. Yeah. yeah. You know, the scientists are not one hundred percent sure. <laughs> their best guess for now is that the crocodiles were putting their emotional. Intelligence、What? on display. Yes, crocodiles that's right. With high emotional intelligence. Yeah, so they were displaying emotional empathy, which allows one species to experience the emotional feelings of another species.、Um, now, this isn't thoroughly investigated in crocodiles,、mm. but、uh, scientists say this could be an answer. So many lessons to learn. You can find emotional empathy in crocodiles. <laughs> Peter Pan is forever being changed in my head.、Uh, things like that. Yeah, <laughs> basically. It's a feel-good story.、Yep. Thanks for sharing it. <laughs> Pleasure、sure. as always. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.